0: Hello and welcome to Align Your Mind, the podcast that helps you change your life and achieve your dreams through the power of thought work. My name is Chelsea Tanner and thank you so much for spending time with me today. We're going to be talking all about creating a safe mental environment for yourself. This is personally something I've struggled with for a long time. I lived not accepting myself. I would make a mistake and truly be quite hard on myself when it came to my appearance, the perfection I chased in my music career, among a lot of other things. So what is a mental environment anyway? We can think of it as sort of like a living environment in your mind, you know, is your physical environment, pleasant, clean, organized in a place you like to be, are the people around you supportive or judgmental, are they highly critical Or are they understanding and compassionate? This is what I mean by environment, but in our head. Think about it. Are you afraid to do things wrong or make the wrong decision for fear you'll beat yourself up? Are you afraid to gain weight because your brain will not accept you? Are you your best cheerleader or your number one harsh critic? When you fail or make a mistake, how do you treat yourself? For me, my first reaction, especially if it was in school or in a flute lesson, when I didn't know something or didn't do something right, I would be so mad at myself. Like literally instantly almost in tears. (laughs) We learn that failure isn't acceptable at a really young age. I know I've mentioned this before, but when we grow up, if we fail in school, that is a huge problem for the adults in our lives. If you fail at something in school, a note is likely sent home to the parents, and your parents might be even called or something more extreme. I had friends who would be grounded if they didn't get a certain GPA or even straight A's. This is crazy to me now and kind of problematic in my opinion. I mean, I know why they do it. But shouldn't the focus be on experience and comprehension of the material through learning how to study and learning how to learn? That was a bit of a tangent, but if we're raised with high standards where nothing's ever good enough, we learn that mentality and learn that behavior ourselves. If we believe we can't make a mistake because then we'll be worthless or won't be deserving of happiness, I see this actually more than you might think, then when we do make a mistake to our brain, this is a big deal. When we do something we didn't intend to do, we may say some pretty awful things to ourselves. This is what I mean by mental environment. So how do we become aware of our mental environment? And it's really just step one of this whole podcast, which is be the observer. Notice how you're treating yourself when something goes wrong. Are you compassionate or do you jump to judgment and criticism? If you tend to be hard on yourself, this isn't necessarily because you want to put yourself down on purpose. Being hard on ourselves has an advantage, unfortunately. Many people who are hard on themselves and have high expectations achieve many incredible things and that is definitely a way to go about it. However, there may come a time when that kind of motivation, that negative motivation, isn't sustainable anymore. We risk burnout, which in my definition is fueling our action with negative emotion until we just can't take it anymore. If I have a lot on my plate and expect perfection in everything I do, and I fuel the majority of my motivation with things like threats and the eagerness eagerness to prove my abilities that isn't sustainable in the long run. If perfection or whatever is closest to perfection isn't met or we don't get good feedback, we may beat ourselves up. And I used to do this about so many things. Eventually, we expect so much of ourselves because if we mess up, our head isn't a safe space for us to be anymore. So we distract ourselves. And at this point, relaxing might seem like the worst thing we could possibly do because then we'd have to be alone with our own mind. This is where overproductivity and workaholism comes in, or it did in my life anyway. It could manifest differently in everyone else's. But my mental environment was not somewhere I wanted to be. It took me a long time to figure that out. I buffered from it with podcasts constantly on, eating food to distract myself, and just overworking, overscheduling myself so I didn't have a moment to sit alone. If you want to get clear on your mental environment, I suggest you journal and write down all of the thoughts and judgments you have or had about yourself, your life, and your work. This may not be pretty, but if you struggle with this, And you struggle sitting by yourself it's truly the only way to move forward observe without judgment observe your mind and see what it's throwing at you and know that thoughts aren't inherently true earlier this year i actually wrote out the words in my own journal i am a failure And now I can't even remember what it was about, but I know that it isn't true, but at the time it felt so true because our thoughts are compelling. Our thoughts are compelling because they create our emotions. So my thought was, I'm a failure and my emotion was defeated and inadequate. Those feelings can be strong and convincing. When we have moments like this, we can try to create some space for ourselves Is the thought you're thinking objectively true? Is it factual? If not, then think about how the opposite might also be true in some cases. So if we take the example of I'm a failure, it's also true that I'm successful in some ways. So failure, success, all opinion-based things. I could create a little bit of wiggle room and say, It's not 100% true that I'm a failure at everything. And this will help you find a bit of relief from that thought and feeling. When we create space for our mind to shift, we relieve just a little bit of that emotion that comes with the initial thought. It's also important to really take stock of your mental environment, meaning becoming aware of the values and beliefs you hold, even if they aren't serving you. Many times we internalize thoughts and they form beliefs. What this means is that you may not even need to have a sentence in your mind, AKA a thought in order to create an emotional response. If this happens, it's a good opportunity to ask yourself, why are you feeling this way? Not rhetorically, but then like actually answer because that will lead you to the beliefs that you want to uncover. When we uncover these things and decide intentionally whether we want to hold these beliefs or not, it's like we're cleaning out the clutter in the back of the closet of our minds. We may not even know what's been up there for the last 20 years. <laughs> if you want to actively uncover some of these things, I highly recommend writing them down and writing down things that bother you and judgments that you hold about anything. Why are you thinking these things and what do you think should be different about them? And Is thinking this way actually serving you? Next, consider how do you treat yourself? Meaning, what language do you use when you give yourself feedback? We may not think this matters, but our, our thoughts are the only ones that can make us feel emotions. So arguably the way we give ourselves feedback matters more than any outside feedback we're given. Consider any positive self-talk you have. We don't need to just focus on the negative. See what's working for you. Is there a part of your life that you're deeply satisfied with? Write that down too. How do you treat yourself in those situations? And just observe your mind. You can do this for so many things. Your thoughts and beliefs about your goals, dreams, relationships, your career. There's a lot to consider when thinking about your mental environment but at the core of it is about how safe you feel within your own mind. As a recovering perfectionist and former self-trash talker, I observe these thoughts come up in my mind still. If I break something or I make a mistake in a class, my face gets flushed with anger at myself and now I can recognize it and remind myself that it's okay. Just the simple act of telling yourself it's okay in a soothing, calming way in your mind can be so comforting. It's okay to feel emotions, it's okay to be upset, and it's okay to be a human with a brain. Observing your mind and soothing that voice that gets angry at you, that self-critical one, that is so powerful to be able to do. Most of us just try to make that voice shut up, right? We just try to make it go away and shove it down. But what if you accepted it and calmed it down as if you were calming down a friend or a child? A mentor of mine describes the unobserved mind like a toddler with a knife. (laughs) It doesn't mean any harm, but it also doesn't seem safe, right? Observing with compassion is such an effective way to create a trusting and supportive environment in your mind for yourself. Building that trust and support will be the foundation of so many positive thoughts and beliefs. The more you can think intentionally about your thoughts and feelings, meaning decide how you want to think or feel in any given situation, the more accepting you'll be of yourself. That's not to say that we need to think positively about every situation. Absolutely not. Nor would we want to. If we don't reach a goal we set for ourselves, we probably won't feel happy about it and we won't want to. And that's okay. What if we decided, though, that we were going to feel determined, if and when we didn't reach our goal in time, to do it even though we didn't make that initial deadline. If we decided that, we wouldn't get as down on ourselves, most likely. If something tragic or scary happens, we don't want to feel positively either. Sadness and anger have a place in our emotional palate for a reason. We're not happy robots, (laughs) right? We want to experience all the emotions. We just want to be accepting of ourselves in the process. Accepting and choosing to feel emotions is a superpower that we can all adopt and accept as being human. Trying to avoid feeling bad will lead to inaction. Even if you want a long-term goal, not wanting to feel anxious or embarrassed or humiliated will stifle you from putting yourself out there, even if you may want to. If you show yourself compassion in moments where we feel embarrassed or negative emotion, instead of beating ourselves up, we can guide ourselves through it. Just like I talked about in episode two called the feels and if you haven't listened to that one it's all about how to process emotion we can process emotion in a really healthy way this can be a hard journey to start down and if you'd like to talk about this one-on-one with me i offer free consultations for people interested in coaching and taking this work further visit chelsea and you can fill out a contact form to get in touch and learn more I hope you have a beautiful week. The amazing theme music for this podcast is a song called Already Gone by Paper Morning. You should definitely check them out and hear more from them in the link in the show notes.